We are back once again. We're going to call these From the Bunker, the Quarantine Files. I'm going to have our guy, NBA insider Jan Ixman, back on. We're going to talk about a few things, <clears throat> talk about some movies. We end up talking about some MJ reaction, talk a little bit of Corona, some movie sequels. Um, ever been given an award that kind of sucks? Um, some things like that, but mainly hope everyone's doing well. We're, it looks like we're coming to the end of the quarantine here in the Mitten State. Um, over the next few weeks, we're going to see some of that open up, and people are going to get back to work. We'll see what happens. I personally think um, that we're going to see another outbreak of this because people are going to try to go back to normal. Um, a small segment of the people, and we'll see what happens. Um, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully this stuff is over and done with and we can get a vaccine and get moving on. History, though, shows that I might be correct to go with my first instincts. So we shall see. Still no sports going on. Been watching a lot of TV, a lot of movies. Um, the Last Dance, of course. Easiest thing to talk about because it's so damn good. Michael Jordan was just a psychopath. His energy his competitiveness everything about him relentless i love it i love it he's not worrying about you know taking off a fucking back to back or anything like that he's going balls out the entire time i love it i love it i watched a cool movie extraction on netflix this one with one of the hemsworths worth is worths worths i'm not gonna edit that out fuck it we don't fact check we don't cut out verbal crutches or mistakes on the Mean Spirited Podcast Network. Um, we've got a few things coming up in the next couple weeks. We're going to do some more stuff with our NBA Insider. I appreciate him coming on. But without further ado, our NBA Insider, the post office playboy, the lord of the living room, Jan Xman. Jan, are you there? Well, Jan, we both crawled out from the bunker again to give the people what they want. How are you doing this week? Oh man, I'm doing good. I'm we're starting to see the end of the light from this uh, global pandemic, or at least the first wave of it. I think we can both agree uh, that it's going to explode again. But the thing I've been noticing a lot more of is signs in the front yards, and I appreciate the job that you know nurses and healthcare workers are doing, and you know I understand that teachers having to work from home. Um, and try to do lesson plans for the kids and everything like that has been extremely, um, well, it's a new challenge for them. But I worry that we could be throwing the term hero around pretty loosely during this pandemic. Exactly. I'm like going, driving by houses and it says honk because a hero lives here. Teacher appreciation. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, 
Let's give it up for the DoorDash workers. I mean, those are the real heroes. They're putting themselves out there every day. And they're keeping me fed, and I yeah. really, you know, enjoy what they're doing. I mean, yeah, unless that hero is also, you know, Superman too, then I, I don't think we need to do that. No. The fact that people are putting signs out, like, that's a lot of time and effort. Like, who, you know what, instead of maybe, you know, putting that sign together, you know, giving yourself a pat on the back, why don't you um, make me not have to teach my kids for you four hours a day? Yeah, yeah. We had to do, we had to do a video the other day to tell the teachers um, how much we appreciate them. Each kid had to do it. All I could think about is, wait a minute, I pay for this school, don't I? Isn't their paycheck quite appreciation? I don't know. Right, nobody cut their check off yet. Yeah, nobody, no. Nobody stopped their funnel. No, no. I mean, they... Oh, I just, I worry we're tossing, I, I appreciate what nurses are doing, and they are putting themselves in harm's way, and it is an underappreciated position, so maybe we can toss the term situational hero around about them right now, but I think if we're going to toss hero or... Occupational hero. Yes, occupational hero. Um, no different than a oil field firefighter who is keeping things tamped down there. But if we're going to go as far to call a teacher a hero, then I think we need to start giving it up for the DoorDash workers and doing murals when they come by of thank you and, you know, saying hosannas to them as they drive through the neighborhood delivering their goods. What an amazing position that company's in. Before this happened, like, you know, a lot of people use DoorDash, but now everybody's using DoorDash. Oh yeah. Pickle placement fee, thirty eight cents. Like, yep. what, are you talk, what are you talking about? An extra sauce, a dollar ninety nine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. For a quarter ounce of sauce? Alright, alright. Let's see yeah, what you're doing. And, then, and you know, God bless them, but like just let me get a straw. I just every time I order and I don't get a straw, I'm just so defeated. Because now I gotta pay for the lid off. Yeah. Or I gotta do that like half cuppy, you know, cup yep. coffee thing and no. There's no way to get proper ice to soda ratio again. It's, no, it's still not. No. It, there's something about drinking out of a straw. Yeah. It changes how you do things, man. Like you put anything through a straw, it tastes better. It's yeah. It. Fountain soda is the best in the world, and it's. They take away from it. See, at least you get the drink. Oftentimes, if I order the drink with my meal, that fucking drink ain't coming. Like, it's, sorry about your luck. Well, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to go back and get the drink? Well, I ordered the drink. Okay, it'll be an hour and a half. No, all right, never mind. I just drank that shit. That shit, that was a tip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, his tip... His tip was, don't be so cheap next time, and you can have a delicious beverage. But just remember, every time he does that, he just one step closer that diabetes is going to take his foot. Yes, and then there's no more DoorDash driving. Then there's no more DoorDash driving. Yeah. They're getting there. No, Amazon will find a way to put a price tag on and just run it to you and call the day. Yeah. Whatever Bezos can do. Yeah, I, I'm surprised... Uh, drone delivery hasn't become a thing yet. It's just because they can't figure out the proper piloting yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can imagine just 20 ounces of coke just falling on cars and <laughs> innocent bystanders. I mean, it, it, would, it would be worse than getting shit on our kids, that's for sure. 
It would be. It would be fucking great to watch a bunch of them malfunction or have improper coordinates in a neighborhood. Just everyone's shit get... Oh, it'd be great. It'd be great. We got some great... It'd be great until it was yours, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was your order. Oh. Just off of a balcony. Yep. You know, it's not as fun anymore. No, no. Then you're losing your mind on everybody. And how did we let drones start delivering things? Oh, yeah, I'd go, I'd go into a major get-off-my-lawn moment, and I remember when a postal worker would bring you an item to your doorstep. That's what we'll wait for in the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got some good reaction last week to our MJ versus LeBron episode, and one thing we didn't bring up um, with MJ were, like, the commercials and, and stuff like that. I'm a little bit older than you, so the first MJ, like, the MJ commercials all stick out to me, whether it's the Gatorade one or his uh, Nike ones, because of the fact, like, those were the first ones I remember, other than, you know, the major ones, Ray Charles with Diet Pepsi or whatever, but the MJ commercials, I feel like every time, I remember recording them, like, if they'd come on, so I'd get, like, the second half of a Jordan commercial or something, it'd be really stupid on a video cassette, but... And that's the type of shit I do as a little kid. But do you do you have a favorite MJ commercial? Well, I like the one where he, he's playing horse for the Big Mac. Yep. Um, with Larry Bird. With was, was Larry Bird, yeah. And it was like the most ridiculous shot, you know, just off the scoreboard, off the bleach, or off the balcony, whatever. Like, I just something about that was just cool. Like, I feel like commercials in general. I've gotten just so like artsy. I'm kind of like progressive. Progressive is fine. Progressive is fun shit. Like they're all over it. But everything else is like like they're just trying to be too cool, you know? Like I think we've lost the art of like the good fast food commercial. Yes. Like, this is basic. Here's an athlete that can't reach her shit and we're putting in his jersey so you definitely know who he is and here we go. Let's, let's go. Yep, yep. Oh, the the uh, random athlete's burger for like a month and a half. I, I'm still ordering the McLean Deluxe from Don McLean in the mid-90s. Um, it's fucking... The commercials now, it's like these guys all went to film school and they, there were no jobs for them or they couldn't find anybody to fund their films. So they're like, oh, hold on. This commercial right here for degree deodorant, this is my masterpiece. Have you have you ever been hot? You know, it's just this bullshit. And it's all the same commercial. And there's three different actors for it. Why there's no creativity with it. I remember like for um Checkers hamburgers, they had a guy going like Bada Bing, it was a young Seth Green. It was fucking great commercials that were funny, thirty seconds and done. Yeah, I, I mean I actually remember that commercial. Yeah. No. Why would you wear a suit? The only people that wear suits to Taco Bell are the ones getting it on the way home from a wedding because they're drunk and don't care if their assholes get blown out an hour later from it. Because you're destroying that suit at the end of that night with the Taco Bell. Yeah, or you're some sort of exotic 
Did you s- have you ever been to a Taco Bell cantina? It's their high end trendy Taco Bell. Oh my. I've only seen them and I, I don't think I I feel like I'm not good enough to go into that. Have you been in one? I went into it and I I immediately wanted to go to Chipotle, so I did. I was so like maybe, well, I mean they're just essentially trying to make Taco Bell like an upscale, I mean Yeah, yeah. It it was I mean, did they take the sand out of the beach yet or no? Yeah, basically the same shit. I mean, they dress it up a little bit, and you could buy a beer. So I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah you can have a beer with your your food. Yeah, with your Taco Bell. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, don't isn't there something? Yeah, like maybe the beer that came with it should have been like a Stroh's in a bag in a can. So I assume the Golden Corral was. Oh, Golden Corral. Hey, at Golden Corral, they're still they're still doing the thing with the commercial though because their food on the commercial, you'd kill a whole village for prime rib that looked like that. Holy shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now they got Deion Sanders. Yeah, you know? yeah, eight bucks a head, and you got the finest prime rib in the county. Fucking Golden Corral. Oh, Ponderosa was one when you were a kid when I was growing up. Ooh, chicken wings and mashed potatoes. I remember Ponderosa. That was like our poor family's like we're going out dinner, you know? Yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. I have an uncle that made a waitress pass out during all-you-can-eat shrimp night. It took a while for a refill on shrimp, and our table posed the question, and I quote, uh, where's the waitress? Oh, your waitress, like, passed out in the back, sir. We'll have someone come over here immediately. It was like, oh, you're that guy. He just, he fucking ate a lot of shrimp, man. She walked the equivalent of 39 miles. He fucking, oh, I'll never forget that. Man. Oh, it was great. It was great. Yeah, Golden Corral's like, has, they've done the same commercial for all 30 years they've been in business. And, you know, they paid a marketing person in 89, and they're not paying anyone else. They did that. Just keep reshooting it. Get a new celebrity to voice it. What do you want from us? It's working. Just, just same truck in the background, throwing a new celebrity. Yeah. prime time, prime rib. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're going to do a barbecue smokehouse this quarter. So, you know, let them know. It's going to be like down home. going to be down home. We'll... The none of the commercials we're mentioning are gonna win awards, but I won an award a few months back, um, and it brought me to something. Have you ever like gotten awarded something for achieving something, and it and it just sucked? It's like why just like just give me like a trophy or something like this, or an, an actual award instead of like this prize for my award. Yeah. So before I I I got into this 
long as I roll the mortgages, I work for uh, a cable company, so I did cable. Okay. And they had this award that I had never even heard of, to be honest with you. I worked with the award, so it was based off of, you know, uh, highest, you know, percentage of satisfaction from the people that you went out to, least amount of callbacks. So basically, hey, you did a good job, here's what it is. So this goes out to maybe 10 people in the region every quarter. And it was called the Bowtie Award. So I, 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 I get in at this meeting, and they call me up really quick. And they give this, hey, we have this award for it. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's fantastic. You know, so I walk up there, and it's in this little box. And the box is decent size. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Maybe, you know, maybe it's on this. Maybe it's a watch, whatever it is. So I go back, I sit down, and I open this fucking thing up. And it's called the Bowtie Award. And I kid you not, when I tell you this is a dime size thing. Like I look at fucking Benedict, the pin that I'm supposed to put onto my stuff. And I said, okay, so, you know, what else should I do with it? So one of 10 people in the entire region out of, you know, 15, 20,000 people, what do you get? You get the most high one. like, do I have any money? Do I get an incentive with it? Nope, just simply that pin is mine. Only a few people have it. And, and that's it. So, yeah, you know what? Um, I just want cash now. Yeah. Instead of any award or or plaque, I just want cash. I like straight cash. Yeah. Feel. Yeah. Feel free to just give me cash and, and compensate me that way for it. I'll be fine. Like I will live. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been nicer than a pin that I'm going to be able to use. I mean, I've never and, and you know, God willing, that pin shows up again, but I haven't seen it. I don't know about <laughs> that. I, like, who the fuck wears pins? Like. I, I'm not a Disney collector. Like, what, what am I doing with this? Yeah, exactly. What the shit am I going to do with this? you, man? What, what trash awards do you have? Well, I won. Like, I got... It was a big deal, and I really appreciated getting the award. It meant a lot. Like, it, it was a nice recognition thing. But they gave me a, a T-shirt. And I'll be honest with you. It's the worst fucking T-shirt I've ever owned in my whole life. It's fucking... Fits weird. It's this weird material that's like supposed to be dry fit, but it's definitely not dry fit. It like doesn't breathe. You sweat like you're in the Philippines in it. And I'm pretty sure if there was ever a fire, that fucking thing would go up like kindling on me. You got the Meyer dry fit essentially. It's like an ASIC dry fit. Dude, I got the Save a Lot dry fit. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, I can't even wear it to work out in, though, because, like, it doesn't allow your body to breathe or sweat, so you you get done, and you're like, am I suffocating right now? What the hell's going on here? So, yeah, it just, it's just going to be a shirt that I think uh, sits in the drawer until enough years go by, and you're like, oh, I'm going to just go ahead and throw that out now. Yeah, it could be one of those, like, you know, you, you dry your windows off type of shirt, you know? Yeah, like, like when... when yeah, when you're at an event and you're like, oh, well, I've clearly got to buy the T-shirt for this because it was such an amazing time. I, I'll definitely wear that T-shirt that says Hilton Head on it, you know, over and over again. So let me go ahead and buy this. So realistically, like, what award that you're given is actually, like, a cool award? Like, even, like, jewelry. Like, even if you won the Super Bowl, like, okay, it's a cool ring, you know, it's a cool ring, right? Who's wearing that shit around? Like, you, you, 
it's like you you know value that you can just use it whenever you want unless you're training for something else. And then that's what like I said, it's a big tax. Yeah. Like a t-shirt, not gonna, you're not gonna frame it and put it on your wall. And it's like, what, like, what the hell are you? You retired an athlete? Like, what, what is that? I saw. I actually saw two reward systems that were good, and I hate to give either of these places credit for them. Um, but one was when I first started my career at AmeriQuest Mortgage, and they gave away like fucking car leases for a year, and fucking great trips and everything like that. And it was for like doing less than the minimum for your job. It wasn't like, hey, if you go above and beyond, we'll get this for you. It was like. Nah, show up on Tuesday and don't be more than like 30 minutes late and you'll get two tickets and we're only going to take uh, 40 tickets in each drawing so everyone's going to win something awesome. Um, and the other place was unfortunately the Big Red Machine and they, they did like the, the revenue coins or you know even though they didn't want to call them that after a while but when I started it was revenue coins. I paid for like a couple watches. I got an iPad, some cookware from it. I mean, that was a great fucking system. Um, and they gave out good prizes if you produced. But um, those were the pl only places that gave prizes that I wanted. Um, but it, it, the Big Red Machine, like you really had to earn them. Like, you know. But so, And that was more of a token system. Like, hey, we'll give you a thousand tokens and you can trade it in for this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get the fucking stuff there. You're gonna, you're gonna pay with your soul to get it eventually. You know, substantially. I once won it at a Chuck E. Cheese. One of the finest films ever. I, that was where I got my first Rocky video, and I chose Rocky Three um, out of the VHS collection. And it was at a time when like VHSs had just become like twenty bucks and under and stuff. Um, it was fucking great. Rocky Three was one of my favorite sequels of all time. I think I, I watched Rocky Four like over a thousand times in my life, but Rocky Three probably every bit of two hundred. Yeah, I don't know how you can get an award for those two beats right there. Right, right. So I. I was going to throw a, a viewing party for my thousandth view, and it was just going to be an excuse to get messed up. And this cougar that I worked with at the time really reached out to me, and she was really excited about that party to the point where she just flat out said, why don't we make it a party for two? And I said, uh, <laughs> I held off on that one. I, I wasn't that hard up for it at that time. It was... I, I find that I find it hard to believe. Well, yeah, I, I killed it. I I killed it when it came across my path. Yeah. Who am I kidding? Um, <laughs> oh, but fucking, there's like movies that I've seen that I don't remember watching. Like, have you fallen into that with any? I mean, there's so much movies are kind of all the same. But I mean, have you ever watched a movie and been like, nah, I haven't seen them for like, oh no, you you absolutely have. Yeah, so my big one is, is the Die Hard movie. So, like, I know there was Die Hard 1. Uh-huh. Because that's the Christmas movie. Yep, yep, yep. And I know there was Die Hard 3 because Samuel Jackson's in it, and they had to do all these puzzles. Yep. But, like, there was a movie in between that that I swear to God, I cannot for the life of me remember what happened. And I, I was looking through the channel the other day, and it came on, and I'm like... 
didn't even I didn't know what it was. I didn't I didn't know where it, it took place in the in the series. But like I can't remember anything about Die Hard Two either. Right, like Die Hard One, you know, man, they're in the big building, he's got the cut feet, there's uh, you know, he's he's going through the vents and then the third one, I mean he's you know, taking care of bombs and he's going all over the place, they they rob the bank, the whole bridge, there's all this stuff going on. They're in the school with the bomb, but the second one I'm like like, even to this day, like, I just saw a clip from it the other day, and I don't remember what it's about. Like, I <laughs> didn't give you the scenario, the settings, anything like that. Man, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you anything. I mean, I could tell you, you know, minute for minute what happened in Cliffhanger, but not Die Hard 2. Not Die Hard so 2 at all. So, in my opinion, that means that movie doesn't count in the timeline, right? So, like, I, I think we should be able to take liberties with, like, sequels and trilogies and stuff. What movies do you want to conclude and what movies do you want? I'm going to go with number one and number three and just make that number two. Yeah. Die Hard. Because I haven't seen any of the other ones afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Die Hard, Die Harder, Die Harder. Live, yeah, the one with Justin Long in it. I can't buy him as an action star. I can't. I can't stand that guy. I look at him. He's the one person that I look at and I go, man, if he could be an actor, who could he? Right? Yeah. The worst in every single movie. There's a movie that he is good in. And I will challenge you, and I will fight to the death, to show me a movie where he's actually good. Not just, oh, he's okay. No, good in the movie, good in the world, where you would enjoy him if he was, like, you would be upset if he left the movie. You'd be like, oh my God, how could they replace There's not, there's zero. Whatever the stat line is for, like, wins above replacement player, but for actors like fans drawn in because of this person, he's got to be the only person in the world that probably doesn't score negative, but isn't scoring positive either. He's just like a white rice. He's just there. Just, yeah. yeah he's a zero war. And his name is just like that too. Justin Long. His whole name is 10 letters. Yep. You're in and out. You're just hitting double. He's a regular guy. Yeah. He... I could go... He's not good-looking. No. He's, you know, at least he is good-looking. You go, okay, I get it. You know? Yeah. Attractive guy. Looks good on the big screen. He, 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 he's about as average as they come. Maybe even below average. I could get that. I, a movie sequel that I wish had never happened, and in fact, I, I did something in a Best Buy when I purchased it, I'll talk about, but Rocky Five. Now, it had to happen because... Tommy Morrison needed to come into the American film viewer's life. But I remember the first time I watched that thinking, oh, this is bad. And I couldn't have been like more than nine years old, I don't think. I think it came out in 90. So I was eight. And I think, I, yeah. So, uh, well, it came out at Christmas time in 90. So I, I would have saw it in 91. Um, but anyway, that was such a lump of shit that when I bought the Rocky box set at Best Buy, I opened up Rocky Five, opened up the case right there, like ripped the packaging open, opened the case, took the plastic off it, and left the disc for Rocky Five at the Best Buy. Um, but I, I kept the outer shell for the DVD because it went into the, the box set sleeve, of course. Well, I didn't want to. Yeah. But they could have went, if they wouldn't have had Rocky Five, they could have went right to Rocky Balboa when it... 
it's believable that a 60-something-year-old is going to fight the heavyweight champ of the world. I'm completely fine with that. That would have been the proper transition, and then ultimately the Creed films have now come along, and that would have been the perfect um, seven-film arc instead of this eight-film with the, the fifth movie just being a r- stinking pile of shit. Can, can we take a step back, though, and look at what you just said. A seven-film arc of Rocky, right? Yes. This is does anybody need that many Rocky films? And I know everyone loves Rocky, but like, there's no original ideas anymore. Like, look at the Terminator, okay? Yeah. There's like 12 Terminators now. The Expendables, there's like eight, nine of those. And there's, there's more Fast and Furious than George Foreman and Dominic Camardi have kids combined. Like, <laughs> unreal how many. And, like, there's no good original ideas anymore. That's how you look at, like, like, Die Hard 1, like, that was original. Rocky 1. Even, I, I get you needed, like, a piece of a trilogy, because I feel like a trilogy in a movie, um, yeah. makes sense. You've got your beginning story, your middle story, and then your ending and how you want to play. Yeah, it. you've got your... Yeah, you've got your Mighty Ducks 1, when they're a ragtag bunch of kids. you got your Mighty Ducks yeah. 2, where they're the Olympic team. And then you finish with Mighty Ducks 3, when they're prep hockey players, and I think that's the ultimate way to wrap that up. Yes, most movies, you cut off at three and give me some original ideas. I don't need a reboot, I don't need a recasting, I don't need to re- do all the shootings. Now, the only area I'll make the exception is the Marvel movies. Absolute love those, and there was, you know, 22 of those, but the context for them, yes, some was stolen from, you know, comic books and things like that. They were at least original ideas. They were different characters. It wasn't like, hey, like every fucking Batman movie. All right, Batman's parents got shot. Um, he's really mad about it. <laughs> her again. And then here's the Joker again. And then he did it. Like Batman, it was like what, two bad guys, the Joker and Bane, like a bit. That's all there is. But there's 97 movies about it. There hasn't been original movie in so, so long. Like, I think that's missing in like everything. TV. I mean, Oh, yeah, because, because, I mean, with the movie situation, hello? All right, so, yeah, man, as far as it goes, like, the original ideas have run out, like, every funny movie now has that moment where it's introspective they've lost the person they're in love with and now they're going to think about what a jerk they are and ultimately get the person back like you know where it's going and i'll tell you who's got the market cornered on the same story those fuckers at disney those movies i i don't want to bother my daughter or her feelings but i know where those things are going like two minutes in it doesn't take much Everything. Like, it's impossible for anybody to say anything negative about it. I mean, I, I, I listen to some other podcasts with the and guys, and like, even like they were talking about Frozen 2 the other day. And yep. it was like, yeah, it's good, but you know, kind of sucks. And then they were like, oh, um, you know what? Disney makes a lot of fun products, and we're really happy to be a part of that. And it's like, you no, know, like, I feel like, like, like there's, there's a Mickey Mouse, like, man, just in 
I wonder if like their internet thing when they get a site blocked is the mouse coming and pointing the finger at them like, hey, you're a pervert. Don't do that. Yeah, like their censorship is all anti-mouse censor. You can't say anything bad about Mickey. God forbid you even say the word Walt Disney. It better be followed by just the greatest, greatest lines of poetry ever written. You can't say anything negative about No, it. no, like you can't, you can't say that the first Disney cartoons were clearly anti-Semitic um, and painted Jewish people as the ultimate enemy to the world. You can't say anything like that about old Walt Disney. Exactly. Yeah, and and you can't say things like he stole creations from his artist and made him publish it under his name so that he would get the credit for it, and they didn't have any ability to copyright their own work. So, a lot of things uh, about good old yeah, Walt. Change copyright laws, you know, to yeah. the point where Mickey Mouse will never be a public domain and never be able to be taken care of. It. Elementary schools are painting Mickey Mouse on the wall. Yeah. That's what really it's all just hearsay. Yeah, just just hearsay about good old Walt. He uh, he he had a gleam in his eye and loved fun parks, which brings me to my movie. I've got a movie. It's original, and it's a flashback movie. So we might be able to save some money on shooting and things like that because it's going to be set in the eighties. It's going to be a thriller slash action movie with a little bit of mystery and romance in it. The sex is going to be hot. Yeah. So there's definitely... It's going to be an R rating. This isn't going to be something you're bringing the kids to. Okay? We're going for that R rating and the rewatchability on HBO and Netflix. So what's going to happen is our main character, Chad Sexington... A former FBI agent who's been out of the game for the, a long time. He won't go back because he's a man with a past. Well, Chad's daughter, who is estranged from him, the carnival's in town and she's going with her friends. And what was the cool ride back in the 80s? The Matterhorn. Well, it just so happens that an evil villain is in town and he wants to kill some of the town's teenagers in order to, I don't know, we'll work that out as we go. So anyway, Chad Sexington has to save his daughter. But in the meanwhile, what's happening is, is they're running this Matterhorn super fast, and it's causing people to, like, get sick and pass out. And then it comes to a brief stop, and it smashes their heads and can kill them. So it's all about stopping the murder horn before it goes too crazy. And, you know, for the star... I'm thinking something like a Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, he could play a dad in his yeah. mid forties right now. Um, yeah. You know, the evil, yeah, the evil villain. I'm thinking something like a Cillian Murphy, or maybe even the guy from Stranger Things. Oh yeah, That's yeah, a good one. yeah, yeah. And the daughter, I think we could go with. Uh, is a, is Elisa Cuthbert still? No, we won't go with her. I don't know. We'll find someone who can play that role. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to matter so much. It's going to be more about the leading man's charisma. And it might be just a straight-to-Netflix thing, but I've got some here. So anyone that needs to contact me, definitely let me know. Clearly, I've got the rough outline for this whole thing. Murder. That's all you need. The rest gets filled in. I mean, it's, it's a paint-by-numbers at that point. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think murder, I think we, everyone will agree, murder horns where it's at. Have you, um, have you heard of the W theory for this coronavirus? I don't want to talk about corona too much, but we've got to talk about it. Um, you know, I, I've heard a little bit about it. Um, essentially, it's not a bell curve, which everyone talks about. Correct. W. Yes. And individual, W's go up to down, up to down, up. Yep. So I think, uh, I think that's the gist of it, right? Yep. You, you can fill me in on the rest of it. No, that's, that's pretty much it. The whole thing of it. It's going to be shaped like a W up, down. And the, the thought is is that when it spikes and it's at its highest, you do things to make it go down. But then once it seems fine, you, you, know, you stop taking the medicine because everything was fine. And it's going to lead to an outbreak again. And I think that's what's going to happen because we're starting to see businesses open up. We're starting to see things like um, open houses for home sales we're starting to see um people get together because well social distancing it's almost over anyways seeing things like that i saw a couple people at the grocery store without gloves on which i'm a germaphobe anyways but i never wore gloves before this i probably always will from here on out but people are going to go back to doing things exactly like they did it before uh, not everybody but there's going to be that minority of people that do and this thing's going to fucking explode again. And I think it's going to cripple us when it does because we saw how unprepared we were for it the first time. And if it happens a second time, the rich, old rich white guys are going to shit their pants. So here's the thing is, is the thought of the vaccine or treatment, we are going to have a second spike no matter what. Mm-hmm. Because we're basically as society, trying to trust people to not be people. Yeah. There's always going to be dirty ones. There's always going to be people that don't wash their hands, that don't cover their mouth, that just whatever. Or, hey, they, they, they did cough in their sleeve or cough in their hand, whatever it is. Then they don't wash them, they don't sanitize, whatever it is. And I remember a real big general, but at this point in time, like, this thing is, is crazy. Yeah. It doesn't take a huge amount of people to get this thing going. Like, from, from what I understand is when it initially happened, the initial outbreak, I mean, it was one tiny shop area, you know, where it was like a you know, crazy exotic food and, you know, still like that in China, right? Yeah. And that blasted through. It, it takes one person to have the infection leave and start it all over again. Yeah. And it'll be quick. My, one of my, uh, I'm sorry, one of my, one of my doctors and she said her, her son lives in China with his fiance and they're already starting to see cases again, mm-hmm. even though China's saying, no, 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 nothing's happening here. Yeah. China was transparent before, they're not going to be transparent now. No. And it's, it, it's happening again. It's already cooking up there. And then you hear about these states where they're already opening and people from states that can't get what they need or going to those states. Like Florida is going to Georgia, Louisiana is going to Georgia, right? Yep. So now you're taking 60,000 people from surrounding areas, flooding your state, and then dispersing back to their state. So yep. they may not have had it, but then they picked it up and came back, and now it's, it's like, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I think we're just buying their time. Like, hey, let's go back to work for two to six weeks, and it's going to launch again. 
Yeah. You can't test everybody. Nope. You can't force people to get tested. And what happens when, you know, your, your companies that you work for start saying, you're going to use your own PTO because you're sick, you only came into our environment. Yeah. And we put you next to somebody that essentially was infected. Yeah, exactly. And that's because also, too, just because I'm testing you in June doesn't mean you might not come in contact with it and contract it in August. So are they going to do testing all the time? And that's, the tests are expensive. Obviously, rich people can come across them. It's not a problem. But the what's going to happen when that outbreak comes? And how many class action lawsuits are there going to be? Imagine the first person that loses their life because their company said, hey, need you back in the office. Um, or you're coming back in the office or you're voluntarily resigning. Um, so things like that that happen, what's going to happen? How many class action lawsuits are there going to be if that happens? Hopefully it doesn't, but the likelihood of, from what I read and the scientists and, and the medical experts that make the most sense to me, it seems like it's really going to happen again. And when it does, then what happens financially to people? Yep. Whether you have no symptoms or you're you're dead. And the fact that we don't know if the antibody that you have protects you yep. than you do most other viruses. Because this is brand new. This is this is brand brand new. I, I can't imagine, you know, when, when the Spanish flu came through that everyone was rushing back to go to work. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. Like, oh my god, hundreds of thousands of people are dying. Let's find a way. you man i'm with you completely it, you know yana i think we've said it all today um maybe we've even said a little bit too much in some cases but am i going to be able to bring you back on here for some more uh from the bunker quarantine episodes yeah man from from the bunker is, is what we're rolling with right now one last thing is man episode seven eight of oh yeah, awesome. yeah. No, he's, it's amazing. I keep waiting for the time that I'm not going to like him. Like, if he was afraid that people wouldn't like him after watching this, he just does not understand uh, how people view him. Because he comes off amazing. And 
he, they're talking about what an asshole he was and how driven he was and everything else. And then they're showing the video of him working out and running sprints against his teammates and beating everyone by a quarter court. And him saying, I didn't ask any of them to do anything I wouldn't fucking do. And then he starts tearing up and talking about the way he played the game. And it's, I don't know about you, I got goosebumps watching it. And when he says, okay, that's it, and walks away. I'm told that was in the first 45 minutes of interviewing him for the entire documentary. It did. You can't say enough about that. Nope. And, and the flashbacks to it, you know, they talked more a little bit more about baseball. And that's something that I never thought of. He didn't go to rookie ball. He didn't go to A ball. He went straight to double A and batted over 200. And the second part of the season batted in the mid-200s, I believe, like 240. Um, stole 30 bases, 50 RBI. I mean, there's something to be said about that. A guy who didn't play baseball for 15 years. Yep. There's people that have that played baseball their entire lives that if you put them in that same exact position, would not be able to do that. Correct. A- about Absolutely. A, a guy that hadn't played in, I mean, at this point, what, 10, 12, 15 years? 15 years. Of, 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 no competitive baseball in 15 years. Comes back, hits 50, you know, 50 runs, and hits, hits over 200. I mean... The guy is incredible, man. It is. It's amazing to me. I love how the teammates for baseball held him in such high regard. Terry Francona, um, who, by the way, seems like a great hang. I hate the fact that he managed the Red Sox for years and years, but, man, Tito seems like just a great guy to hang out with. Oh, yeah. That guy's awesome. Right? Like an all-timer. Episode 8, um, and 7 and 8 are phenomenal. I, I'm just ecstatic for 9 and 10. Uh, I think this is something, and it's going to be on Netflix by the end of August, so it's going to be something that I assume I'll watch over and over and over and over again, like I have certain 30 for 30s. Well, and the great thing is, when I hear there's a ton of footage that they, they didn't get to put in because they had to rush production because yep. of the pandemic, so there may be other episodes. There yeah. There may be other things that are released later, and I, I could honestly watch... I could too. Okay. I, I could too. It, it's I can't get enough of it. Um, my dad is waiting to watch the whole thing as one, like on one day. He's going to go through the entire series. And I'm excited for him to experience it that way. I'm excited to see what it'll be like consuming it at once versus getting it dripped to us like we are now and what he thinks of it. Um, because that changes sometimes the way you view it. It is. I don't know how he's how he's kept from it, but the man is just an oak tree. He. It is. Well, man, thank you for coming on. I'll talk to you later this week. Bye, buddy. Bye. Thanks again for coming on and joining us here, downloading us. I appreciate it if you guys would give us a subscribe. And also, too, if you're listening to the episode ever and you don't want to come to the end of it, feel free to just take your finger along that button and fast forward it right to the end. Maybe I should say this at the beginning of the episode. I probably will next time. 
Maybe through the magic of editing, if I can figure it out, I'll do it this time. Who knows? But give us a like and subscribe. Shout us out on Instagram. If you like us, tell a friend. If you hate us, tell two enemies. I'll talk to you guys later on down the road.